0: I'm telling you, I see good things on the horizon. You have reason to be encouraged, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Lance Now Show, otherwise known as the Firewall Broadcast for Real America's Voice. Mercedes is with me in the studio today. Good to see you, Mercedes.
1: Nice to see you, Lance. Now,
0: I want to address something right now. They're coming after us. They're coming after us left and right. I got Slate Magazine, which I'm not sure is that big a magazine. Let's check to see what the distribution is. But Rolling Stone, which is Throwing Stones, um, and uh, The Atlantic, and uh, I got all these, I got, anyway, Esquire. They're all going after this guy, Mike Johnson, because he dared to admit that he's a Christian. Oh my gosh, and I'm fed up with it, people. We're not gonna take it this year. We're not gonna be like other years, where it's like, eh, we're trying to avoid criticism. We're just gonna come back at him, because this godlessness is offensive. And uh, we're going to have to deal with that. Now, I have some great news for you. You're going to love this. This next year. You see, I'm, gonna, this is as fat as I'm going to be. Because you watch me start peeling off the pounds. I've made a decision. This year, I'm getting in shape. We're going to be doing a summit down at the Trump Doral. I've got my friend Jordan Rubin and various other experts are going to be down there. Now, Jordan turned me on to something. I said, is there any way that we can restore the years that have been eaten up by the canker worm? You know, the Bible says, he says, yes. You can restore muscle, you can restore collagen. And when you do that, Lance, you're gonna be restoring sinew and muscle and elasticity and skin health and hair. Hey, this, one of these products here improves the appearance of crow's feet after four weeks. You can drink it daily with coffee as a smoothie. I, I love these products. I'm doing them every single day. I've got the multi-collagen protein in vanilla. I've even got it in cold brew. I want you to go to ancientnutrition.com. Use the code Lance20 and just try it out. 20% off right away. Ancientnutrition.com. Use the code Lance20. Get 20% off and join me in restoring my nails, my hair, my joints, my gut, my skin, and the crow's feet are going. It's going to be a new me in 2024. I'm looking forward to seeing you. At the summit also, landswallow.com forward slash summit, do both nutrition and summit. And now let's get into the show. I want to talk to you about what's going on with the Trump Meister, the president, and you know what they're doing. They have, and I don't think everybody's covering this stuff. Oh boy, does it make me upset that people aren't covering all this stuff. I just found out the other day listening to Mike Davis uh, being interviewed by Ben, and I think it was, or maybe it was Charlie. I listen to I listen to RAV myself, believe it or not. I'm i When I'm not on it, I'm listening. And it was an interview with Davis, and he says, what they've done is unconscionable. They've taken the, the, the New York case. They've taken the Georgia case. They've taken the Mar-a-Lago case. They've taken the January 6th conspiracy case. They're trying to fast track them all to tie up Trump in courts when he should be campaigning. It's, and they could have been, they could have dealt with this stuff like the Hunter Biden laptop. This could have been dealt with three years ago. Oh no, they waited till the last minute so they could trip up Trump while he's trying to run. Well, guess what? The prayers of the righteous do ultimately prevail against the wicked. And I believe that now we're going to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court, which thank you, Jesus, has, uh, last time I looked at it, a reliable conservative majority, although it is a slim one, Trump has a good chance to have this SCOTUS throw out the January 6th charges. A number of legal experts say that former President Donald Trump stands a good chance of having the U.S. Supreme Court intervene in his federal case for alleged election interference to his benefit. Oh, of course, he did ask for 15 or 20,000 National Guard to be there on January 6th with Pelosi didn't put on. Oh, sure, he said he wanted a peaceful protest. Oh, sure, you'll find nothing in his speech or any other speakers will be inciting violence on that day. Doesn't matter. Jack Smith's going after him as a violent, incendiary, revolutionary overthrow of government inaugurated by Donald Trump on January 6th. A blatant pack of lies. By the way, that, I pray, gets a fresh trial. I think the American people need to get rid of that kabuki theater thing they did with their January 6th committee. Now let's get down to some real facts. The Most interesting fact for me is why was the chief of police of the Washington police kept in the dark about the, uh, what, what the information was that was going on when he was requesting information? Why was he, the one honest guy in the payroll, uninformed about what was taking place? I do want to know how many FBI were embedded with the Proud Boys, the one percenters with them up. I want to know how many of the Antifa types were actually there in their Trump regalia, because I do think a lot of us were embarrassed by January 6th uh, questions, and we were there, I was there, and there was nothing in the crowd that at all looked like that. I think I ran into maybe nine people dressed up in a paramilitary outfit, and I said, they're nuts. But out of like, what did I say? I'd say 800,000. More than that. Long no, long. no, I mean the ones I saw because I waded through 800,000 because I had to work my way through the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I made up a line. I said, media, media, media. And so people <laughs> would stop and they separate very low, illegally. It was like the parting of the waters. Mm-hmm. I go, media, media. And everybody separated. And people would recognize me. They recognize me. I tell you, they know my people, know me. And mm-hmm. they're high-fiving. I thought, boy, if this was ever a COVID time to catch a disease, mm-hmm. I high-fived at least 100,000 hands that day. I got mm-hmm. nothing but cold. Yep. I didn't catch a cold. I got cold. I You're listened like- to Trump. And when it was all over, mm-hmm. we're going to have a peaceful walk down. Meanwhile, people were already proceeding down like a Disney parade going down there. Yeah. Towards the Capitol. Except for the guys like, dare I say, whatever, what Epps was and these other people were already down there. They weren't sticking there with the with the president. Listen, up. No, they were downtown organizing something.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I mean, like I remember because I didn't end up walking down there. It was so cold. So I went back to the hotel room and, um, <clears throat> you know. January 6th happens. And so I was like, well, what's going on? And so I, you know, you're watching it on the news and I'm like, well, what's really going on? So I walked down Pennsylvania Avenue and I live streamed the whole thing, which then later on Facebook pulled down, but I'm walking down Pennsylvania Avenue. You got a guy in an uncle Sam costume. You got some guys on a steel drum. You've got people with babies. I mean, like to your point, 99% of the people there. Totally normal Americans just wanna express their free speech. I
0: know that, and you know that, Mm -hmm. and that isn't what anybody knows. And by the way, the Never Trump Evangelicals, worst part of our our movement, Mm. are the ones who are, this is the danger of Christian nationalism. This is the danger of the Trump extremism.
1: Throwing stones is totally going to write about this. I'm like, you right now, yeah, Rolling it's gonna go Stones
0: from, is on a, is on a, is on a mission from the devil.
1: It's going throwing right stones to Stones magazine, people. It's going to like Kyle, who's like the one man band over there at Right Wing Watch, like and then Kyle, he's going right to, to And to
0: Brother stones. Where's my cowbell? Where's my cowbell? You I got the know. guy Tim Dickerson over there with uh, Rolling, throwing stones magazine. I gotta ring my cowbell every time he writes an article about this. He's picking on women now, by the way. He's going after women. All you women, you wanna check out this guy. He's coming after you that are loving your children, trying to protect them from the trans uh, agenda. This guy, Rolling Stone, is making you out to be dangerous in America. This is like James Carville calling the Christians like Al Qaeda. Here we go! (laughs) This is Brother Cowbell out there, Tim Dickerson, in uh, Rolling Stones who's attacking Jenny Donnelly right now, a mom who is concerned for her children. Real courageous work there, Stones. (laughs) Going after all the women. You have no idea what you're Mm -hmm. messing Might as well kick over the beehive when those women come after you, brother. Anyway, speaking of characters, my my dear President Donald Trump, I believe is going to get a a favorable ruling because the Supreme Court's going to kick that bloody stupid uh, case away from him, I believe, saying no. He was within the parameters of his rights. And hopefully this will begin to undermine all of these manipulated lawsuits like the one that's trying to keep him and his son from being able to practice do business in New York. How can there be indifference in America? I don't know why any of the Republicans that are on the debate stage don't at least say how wrong that is. I think Vivek might be the only one who would have the courage to say it. (laughs) Argentina's newly elected leader, Javier Melay, is refreshingly out of the box. Oh, yeah, well, this just goes to show you, man, we're living in the day right now where populists are fed up with the corruption of government. By the way, that's how, um, what's his name, Zelensky, got elected in Ukraine. He was a comedian. He He ran against the corruption in government. Kind of like Trump being, uh, you know, a popular entertainer or, you know, media personality, I should say. The point is, populism and conservatives are saying anything is better than the, the clown show that's that's dysfunctional there right now. And you're watching the population rise up. So this is what put this man into office. But I love how he talks as he talks very bluntly. And of course, his rhetoric draws constant comparisons to Donald Trump for reasons you can understand when I read to you this. We don't have alternatives. We don't have time, he says. We don't have a margin for sterile discussions. Our country demands action, immediate action. The political class left the country at the brink of the biggest crisis in history. Now he spoke this to tens of thousands of his supporters in Buenos Aires. I think this bodes well if we can get a legal election in Brazil. I think it bodes well for Brazil as well. I want to see Argentina pull out of this nosedive, 5,000% inflation. If we can get Trump in the White House and get some trade going on with Argentina, kind of some favorable help with them, we could bolster up the power of our revolutionary movement in Central America and South America at a time when communism in the North America and South America is on the dangerous rise, offering no solutions but militant violence on the street and uh, soup kitchens with a depressed economy. We don't desire the hard decisions, the new president says. That will be needed to be made in coming weeks. But lamentably, they didn't leave us any option. The country has a trade deficit of $43 billion. Now it's really not that much money. When you think of um, Disney losing $100 billion, you got a whole country here dealing with $43 billion.
1: Yep. We talk about that, that like these GDPs are almost the same as like a company's gross. Yeah.
0: It's, you know, it's it's listen, man, this is such a worthwhile thought. If we gave you a list of the top 100 corporations and then the top 100 nations, you'd find that the corporations are, are beating the nations like, you know, Walmart's bigger than the economy of Spain. The country also has a trade deficit of $43 billion, I said, as well as $45 billion in debt to the monetary fund. Well, I don't want to bore you with the numbers, but I will tell you this. The man has got a uh, challenge because the last 12 years, the GDP uh, fell 15% and accumulated 5,000% inflation. It won't be easy, he said. A hundred years of failure aren't undone in a day but it begins in a day, and today is that day. Well, as long as he can marshal his words as Winston Churchill, uh, as, as Kennedy said of Churchill, he marshals his words and puts them into combat with the same precision as a general with his troops. And so I say, if he indeed continues to stir up the popular mind and can control the press, he has a fighting chance of turning the corner wanted to take a minute to talk about one of my great heroes of the faith which is Mike Lindell. What's really cool about Mike is it's not just the pillow it's the fact that the guy makes really cool products. For instance I start my day off with a my coffee. I had a cup of coffee uh, the other day here in the office and I said no I want that. It wasn't like Starbucks it tastes better and it was Mike's coffee. I said what is it? They go Mike Lindell's coffee. I said my gosh get a bunch of my coffees. Now the best way to start the day is You put on these slippers, right? And have your Mike Coffee. If you've not worked with these slippers yet, I'm not kidding you. There's a special kind of a design that Mike has uh, put into these, with four layers of cushion with a solid sole and a fur interior. I call it my sip and slip strategy. I start my day off by slipping on my slippers and having a sip of Mike's coffee. But you know what else I'm curious about now? Because I've got to check out the 2.0 pillow. The 2.0 pillow actually is designed so that it distributes the heat of your own head, your face, you know, you're lying there, and it, it uh, makes it so the pillow's always cool. Now, I like that, because I wake up in the middle of the night and have to flip over my pillow because it gets hot. Mike's solved that problem. I want you to go to mypillow.com, promo code Lance, because you can get a discount that I've set up for the pillows, for the coffee, and uh, for the slippers. And do it today. You'll be happy. Welcome to our last and final segment of the Firewall Show, the Lance Wallnau Show Firewall. So here we are. Uh, really, I want you to prepare yourself. Buckle up, Buttercup, because they're going to come after us. They're going to come after us in a big way. Wait till they see the rallies we're going to be doing. They're going to have a flippin' meltdown when they see five to 10,000 people, which will come out in these rallies in the swing states that'll be coming up in 2024 and they're going to come after it as christian nationalism on steroids just because we're going to be uh, christians gathering in those states and marshalling the uh, latent power that is in the gospel to save america in a time of crisis by the way poor mike johnson Uh, i'm glad that he's uh, he's exposing them he could say that He's flushing out um, all the cockroaches are coming out right now. Esquire magazine, Mike Johnson claims God told him it's a Red Sea moment was coming, whatever that means. Then we have, uh, here's my Lincoln proclamation. I just found it. Uh, You'll never guess who Mike Johnson compared himself to, New Republic. So they're all, by the way, this is Steve Jobs' wife, his funding a large part of the Atlantic, and these these guys are doing their hit jobs against Catholics and Christians. I don't know why you Catholics out there support the Democrat party the way you do. They're just trashing you every chance they get. Mike Johnson compares himself to Moses at a Christian nationalist gala. Oh, Rolling Stone, also known as Throwing Stones magazine. Is it Tim? No, this one is, uh, I don't know who wrote this one. Oh, it's Tim Dickinson. Brother
1: Cowbell. I I think that's right. the only stuff he writes, though. I think he's a sign like he's no, he's the, assigned, yeah, he's, he is the Throwing category. Stones
0: magazine guy mm. on the hill huh? for Christian nationalism. Uh, I wonder what kind of a Christian experience he's had, and you know, probably you know, probably a preacher's kid, probably'll well, well, do a psychological really profile sad. on him, just like he does on all of us. <laughs> That'll be fun coming at you any day now. Brother Cowbell. Mike Johnson claims that God prepared him to be a new Moses. This is Slate magazine. Oh, we should acquire some of these. I'm sure they're not making any money. They have to be, a lot of these are being propped up by liberal, rich, progressive, white donors. Um, I can virtually predict that these magazines go under unless they are they got donations going. But why is Slate and Rolling Stone and James Carvel and, It's uh, going to call them? Bill Hamas is Bill Maher. What the heck? What the heck? heck, (laughs) Bill Maher. But they why are these guys coming out? Are hitting them like this? Why the New Republic? Why Esquire? What is the matter with these? I was going to tell you what it is. Let's play a minute or 45 seconds of him. This is what happens when a Christian is talking to Christians about their faith. You're not allowed to do that. You see, you're not allowed to be a Christian in America anymore. I don't care if you're 50% of the population. Shut up, you don't have any rights. Don't talk about your faith. That's just, that's the new America. So this guy doesn't have a right to be able to talk about his experience hearing God. Would you please, let's just hear what Mike said that has them all freaked
2: The Lord told me very clearly to prepare and be ready. Be ready for what? Okay, I don't know, we're coming to a Red Sea moment. What does that mean, Lord? Um, and then when the speaker's race happened and, and, and Kevin McCarthy, who's a dear friend of mine, was deposed, uh, vacated from the chair, oh, wow, well, this is what uh, the Lord may have been preparing us for. And so um, I-, I was started praying more about that. And then the Lord began to wake me up uh, through this three-week Process we we're in in the middle of the night and and to speak to me and to write things down plans and and procedures and ideas on how we could pull the conference together. Now at the time I assumed the Lord is going to choose a new Moses and oh th- thank you the Lord Lord you're going to allow me to be Aaron to Moses and so I I, I worked to get Steve Scalise uh, elected speaker that didn't happen and then Jim Jordan who's like another big brother of mine no that didn't happen and then Tom Emmer and you know ultimately 13 people ran for the for the post. Um, um, and, and the Lord kept telling me to wait, wait, wait. So all right, waited, stop right there.
0: Stop right there. So here's their problem. You see, if Churchill talks about destiny, preparing him for this hour, oh, they just get all misty-eyed about Churchill. Uh, if if uh, Patton speaks about a whole world at war and I'm not in it, God will not let this happen. Uh, well, well, we have a history of generals that prayed. Robert E. Lee prayed every day for those people, refused to call the northerners, by the way, his enemy. He referred to them as those people. Um, America has a rich tradition of faith. I think it's, um, link, it was it Washington that uh, was the one that initiated the idea that at his inauguration, he would put his hand upon, uh, not the Sears and Roebuck catalog, but a Bible, Not a Koran, but the Bible. And I even think historians say he kissed the Bible in the first ceremony. Well, what is it with these nut jobs? Well, they're all Christian nationalists, evidently. Or are they? According to the contemporary, assault on the sensibilities of anyone of faith. If you're Christian or Jew in the United States... That spirit of antichrist, that, that, that vicious, malicious, God-hating spirit is coming up and attacking you. So I, I urge you to think, Mike Johnson wants to have a proclamation. Now, do you think this is too much? Tell me if you think this is going to be a little too much religion. He wants to recommend a day of public humiliation, prayer, and fasting to be observed by the people of the United States with the great religious solemnity and the offering of fervent supplications to almighty God. Mike Johnson would like to do this for the safety and welfare of these states. And, and uh, whereas it is fit and becoming an all people at all times to acknowledge and revere the Supreme government of God, it's important for us to bow in humble submission to his chastisements. He, he believes America is going through a period of adjustment right now and And we're not winning globally. I mean, we've got an open border. We've got $35 trillion of debt. We've got two potential wars, Europe and the Middle East. He's saying, let us confess and deplore our sins and transgressions in the full conviction that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and pray fervently and with contrition for the pardon of our past offenses and for a blessing upon our present prospective actions as a nation. Mike Johnson wants this to... He wants to read this in Congress and wants the president to sign it. He's even saying that we're afflicted with a terrible division in our country and we should recognize the hand of God in this terrible time of visitation and sorrowful remembrance of our faults and crimes as a nation, as individuals, we should humble ourselves before God and pray. This might be a little too much for people. It sounds like a Christian nationalist. It starts to sound like it because he's saying he wants America to be spared further punishment. That most justly deserved, that our that our our people may be blessed by the establishment and law and order and all I could say is,
1: that's Mike. That was Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson Johnson who's saying all that wants, he
0: wants, he wants the sufferings of our fathers mm. to be worth something. Oh, this isn't Mike Johnson. This is Abraham Lincoln.
1: Oh, Abraham Lincoln.
0: Abraham Lincoln, that...
1: That That dangerous Christian nationalist. You know those
0: Christian nationalists out there that would dare insult us by infusing religion into politics by talking to their imaginary friends? Like everybody does in a... You know, and the plane's falling out of the sky and they all talk to their imaginary friend, including people that don't even believe in their imaginary friends. I do appoint this Thursday in September a day of national humiliation, prayer, and fasting for the people of the nation. Whoever you are, whatever your creed is in all humility, pray. That's Lincoln, people. Mm -hmm. Christian nationalist scumbag that he was. But uh, by (laughs) the way, the largest uh, prayer meeting in American history wasn't Billy Graham, wasn't Oral Roberts, It was actually Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Prayer on D-Day, June 6th, 1944. Almighty God, our sons and daughters, the pride of our nation have set upon a mighty endeavor to struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, our religion. Can you imagine that? Praying for the D-Day soldiers to preserve our people who are fighting for our religion and our civilization. They will need your blessings for the enemy is strong and he may hurl back our forces. Lord, help them to fight to liberate, fight to let justice arise. Many people have urged that I call the nation to a single day of prayer. Roosevelt says, listen to this. Many have said we should have a day of prayer, but because the road is long and the desire is great, I'm asking for the people of the United States to devote yourself to continuous prayer. Can you believe Franklin Roosevelt, that disgusting Christian nationalist?
1: Even Calvin Coolidge, 100 years ago, 1920s, you know, has- Oh yeah? Give me one. You got a quote from Calvin? One of my favorite ones is that it's as if God sifted the nations and found choice wheat to be the seeds of America. You know, it's just, it's infused into our identity. And so this idea that enlightenment is godless. In unmoral atheism, and that's what America is and should be. Is insane. My my last point is it's only apparently now in government that Christians can't serve in a place of leadership. That that's threatening in some way because would you say that to Chris Pratt, who's like one of the leading actors in Hollywood? Would you say that to the Christian CEO? Are they unfit to lead because they're Christian? They're going to fuse their faith into everything. So it's a really it's this or, is. Or the, are we
0: going to start to take every Muslim? And every agnostic, and every Jew like Bernie Sanders, and say, we don't really think you're you're capable of occupying an office. You lack the objectivity because of your religious conditioning. Well, I would just say to you that I think this is uh, this. I want to know what makes Molly Olmstead so smugly superior to all the um, 80 million of you out there that she says that Mike Johnson's delirious to think when he prays, God hears him. That means these people reject the Bible. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Maybe the reason you're not hearing is because you're not one of his followers. Maybe that's more to the root of the issue. People that don't follow Jesus hate Christians. Interesting thought. We're not going to stop there in the future. But we are going to stop right now because we have to end this broadcast somewhere and it's going to happen right now. We'll be picking up more on the Christian Nationalist attack and all the other bizarreness of the left and we're going to enjoy it this year because I believe God's going to call us to joyful engagement in saving America. Bye-bye and we'll see you again on our next broadcast.
2: Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.